1: all righty welcome to it things have changed change for the better for you more chances for you to get that employment law knowledge monday tuesday wednesday thursday employment law show from six thirty to 7 then friday we change gears to the disability law show so five days of the work week we have got you covered in a large way, our good pal, the boss, uh, Leor Sanfiru, of course, here on a Wednesday. You want to reach out anytime uh to Leor when we're not doing the show. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website, which I'm sure we'll refer to sometime tonight. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. On the show tonight, in between the calls for the next half hour, can my employer dot dot dot? Many questions that Leor gets every day, every week, all year. We'll cover some of those for sure. But uh, first, we always start, brother, with the uh, the week that was a situation you've been working on. How are you?
2: Hey, John. Exciting to be here on uh, for the first time for me on a, yeah. a weekday at 6.30 p.m. here to talk about employment law, workplace rights. So take advantage. You have... One of the top employment lawyers in the country here, ready and willing to answer your question. So what a good opportunity. Maybe you're facing a deadline. Maybe you're facing some sort of an ultimatum in the workplace. Maybe you lost your job or worried about losing your job. How many people have been in that situation over the past two years with the pandemic? Whatever the issue, we have excellent employment laws in this province. If you don't think they're excellent, it may be because you don't necessarily know what they are. Mm -hmm. Well, call us right now. We'll tell you what they are. And of course, if something that we say here triggers a question or an issue and you want to have a private chat about that, you don't want to get on air. you just want to have a chat with me uh, or an email exchange, we'll give you that contact information so you can reach out to me at any time. But to get us started, John, as always, while we're waiting for everyone's calls, uh, let me start with the week there was a situation that came across my desk. Well, I spoke with a a lady who had recently uh, spoken with her doctor about uh, the COVID vaccine. And her doctor felt, for medical reasons, that she should not be getting uh, the vaccine. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't know exactly what the medical issue was, Mm -hmm. but that's what the doctor felt. And the doctor gave her a note, which she took to her employer, saying, for medical reasons, this individual should not be getting the COVID vaccine. Now, that was important because her employer implemented a vaccine policy. Well, as soon as she gave them that doctor's note, the employer was very dismissive of it. Well, we need more information. We need to know what the medical issue is. We need to know what Mm. the options your your doctor has considered. How do we know that your doctor is right? And they said to her that unless you get us this additional information, too bad, we're going to ignore that doctor's note. And if you're not going to get the vaccine, we're going to put you off on a leave. So she was upset and she called me and she wanted to know very simply, do I have to provide them with this information? Well, I hope that our regular listeners know what I'm about to say. And the the answer is no, absolutely. She has no obligation and the employer has no right to demand more information. The only thing that she's required to give them is a doctor's note, a doctor's note, with respect to the vaccine, saying whether she can get it or not. What the medical condition is, uh, whether the doctor looked at uh, other things or not, is between her and her doctor and her employer cannot question her doctor. This applies to other medical conditions. Maybe you have a a heart condition and you bring a doctor's note saying you can't work for a while. It doesn't matter what the condition is. What matters is whether you can work. With respect to the vaccine, what matters is whether she can get it. And the fact that they're ignoring her doctor's note can absolutely be a human rights violation. Keep in mind, John, that even without the doctor's note, if she's placed on a leave or let go, she can get severance. But with the doctor's note, it's a human rights violation. If you do have a medical reason why you cannot get the vaccine, and if your doctor agrees, that doctor's note, frankly, is all you need.
1: What if it's not a medical thing? Maybe she just refuses to get the vaccine from day one there, and where does the employer stand there?
2: Well, in that situation, if her employer chooses to let her go, they have to pay her severance. And by the way, a lot of employers are letting people go without severance. That's a wrongful dismissal. If they put her on an unpaid leave, she can choose to treat that unpaid leave as a termination and get severance. So the bottom line is, we'll talk about this more uh, a a bit later, is that if there's no government mandate that requires an employer to implement the vaccine policy, then if that employer still does it and lets someone go as a result, they have to pay that employee their severance
1: if you want to have your say as we get john lined up yeah can my employer these are interesting uh interesting points you made leor and quite often some most common ones you get in your work day so we'll uh we'll get to those i think we got john back on the line john how are you pal and john hung up okay john's feeling bashful It's his first time calling in so we'll give john a little bit of a break we'll get to robin here in just a uh, just a moment first one leor is can my employer let me go or suspend uh, suspend me because Not that I won't take the vaccine, but I'm not vaccinated to begin with.
2: Yeah, so this is probably the biggest question, John, I've been getting over the past six months. What can my employer do to me if I choose not to get the vaccine? Now, let's be very clear here. Uh, Ultimately, from my perspective, I believe the vaccines are good. I'm vaccinated. I think people should be vaccinated. But that's not the issue. That's not the question. The question is what happens to those individuals that choose not to be vaccinated and their employer does something to them. The reality is that you can't stop your employer from implementing a vaccine policy and you can't stop your employer from letting you go if you're not vaccinated. It comes down to compensation. It comes down to severance. So if your employer lets you go because of your vaccine status, they owe you severance. And that can be as much as two years pay, 24 months pay. It's a lot of severance. No, it's not a week. No, it's not two weeks. It's a significant amount. If you're placed on the leave, that leave is a constructive dismissal. You can choose to treat that as a termination. So while you cannot force your employer to let you continue working, you absolutely can get severance. And yes, you can get EI as well if you lose your job because of the vaccine status.
1: Let's try to get John back on. Hey, John, we got you this time. I hope so. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, man. What's, uh, What's your question, pal?
3: I've been working for a company for about 19 years. When I was hired, they said, you will have a a ride to and from work as long as you work here. Uh, My latest vehicle that I had, the engine just went on it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I just came out of a meeting about an hour ago. They told me on Friday, which is in two days, I no longer have a company vehicle to drive back and forth. They seemed to say that I agreed that When this vehicle was done, then I would have to get my own ride, which I do not recall. They got this vehicle maybe three or four years ago.
2: So, John, unless they can show your agreement, unless they can show something in writing, an email, a document, where you say, yes, once this vehicle goes, I'm going to get my own, unless they show that, then they absolutely have to provide you with a vehicle. Now, there's two things that you can do if they don't. Uh, Number one is you can actually take legal action against them for the the value of the vehicle that you may have to get yourself. That may not be the most comfortable thing. The other thing you can do is you can potentially treat the situation as a constructive dismissal. What I mean by that is by changing the terms of employment, in other words, taking your, your company vehicle away and imposing that financial obligation on you, it's as if they've terminated your employment. Now, if you've been there for 19 years, John, you could easily be looking at 18, 19, 20 months of severance. So that's what they may owe you if you choose to go that route. So those are the options. If you do choose to go by way of constructive dismissal, let me know. We can get involved and get that done for you. Because no, what they're doing is wrong. And certainly they can't just say, oh, that's what you've said without some evidence of it.
3: They seem to think that, uh, or mention that my sister even knew that I agreed that when this vehicle was done, which I don't even recall talking to her, I work for my brother-in-law.
2: Well, they would have to provide proof, John. And saying, uh, Bob told Susan, who told Mary Ann, that's not good enough. They would have to show something in writing from you saying that. Uh, and even then, arguably, that may not be enough. Bottom line, John, this is a constructive dismissal. Now, whether you want to pursue it, given the fact that it's your brother-in-law, I'll leave that in your hands, but you absolutely can.
1: John, appreciate the call. We just got a couple minutes before the break. Robin, go ahead. What's your question?
2: Okay.
4: Yes, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have uh, guaranteed 40 hours uh, uh, a week, and I was uh, called into the office yesterday and told because we're having self-checkouts that uh, they're cutting the hours and they would only be allowed to give me 30 hours per week. Um, the other half of it is if I wanted 40 hours, they they could offer me a job, uh, another job, another type of job, which uh, I don't want. But they did offer me and say, well, you can do that job for 40 hours. Uh, are they allowed
2: to do that? They're not allowed to do that, Robin. Certainly, a twenty-five percent reduction in hours and presumably in pay is a huge deal. So you really have two options. Uh, option number one is you continue working and, and you know go with what they're they're doing, or you can choose to treat this as a constructive dismissal. A twenty-five percent reduction is definitely a constructive dismissal. That means you're going to be owed severance. How long have you been there, uh, Robin?
3: What? I've been
4: there just short three years.
2: And and how old are you, Robin?
4: I'm 62.
2: So you could be looking at as much as six months pay. Okay, so that's what severance would look like for you if you choose to treat this as a termination. So ultimately, you have to decide, are you willing to walk away with severance over this? Uh, keep in mind that if you take the pay cut, You've given them the right to do it again in the future. So if in six months they reduce you from 30 to 20 and then from 20 to 10, you won't be able to do anything about it because you let it happen this first time. So you have to keep that in mind. If you want to go the constructive dismissal route, Robin, and and get as much as six months pay, let's connect off air and we'll get to work to make it happen.
4: Okay. Uh, Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for your time, Robin. I've got to get to some emails before the end of the night as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca and pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. I mean, Lior comes up with that number pretty quickly and is heavy. You can go there and use the severance pay calculator inside Pocket Employment Lawyer. Two million people have used it. Two million. The severance pay calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But we'll continue. Lots more
0: employment law. Show is on the way. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640
1: Toronto. All righty, welcome to it. Ron, thank you for hanging on. How are you?
3: I'm good. Thank you very much, guys. Um, I have a question. I am currently off on disability basically until I retire. And I like to know what the status is when somebody calls my company and asks if I'm employed there or I have tried to do some financial work and I need to know or they need to know my salary.
2: Well, presumably you you don't have a a salary, right? Because you're not earning a salary. So so I'm not sure exactly what, what you're getting at.
3: Okay, I'm on salary now but right now I'm being paid by my benefits. Right. So who's, who's actually, am I employed by my, my company still?
2: Well, unless they've, they've terminated your employment, uh, then yes, you're an employee, but you're an inactive employee, uh, and you're not earning a salary. So they're not paying you. So your salary is zero. You're getting benefits through an insurance company. Obviously that's why you have that insurance. So, uh, If anyone were to ask them and you would give them permission to answer, the answer would be, yes, he's employed, but he's uh, on inactive status and his salary is zero.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate the uh, time. If you want to follow up or any other questions on the disability side, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 You also have help at employmentlawyer.ca. Can my employer do this? Next one down the uh, the lengthy list, Lior, that you provided. Can my employer oh, lay me off temporarily? That's been a question for the last two years.
2: It's a huge question. First of all, it's been a massive, massive question over the last two years because so many people have been laid off temporarily, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, but even afterwards, but frankly, even before the pandemic, it was always a big issue. Companies putting employees on a temporary layoff. So let's be very clear. No, a company does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. Now, we're talking, of course, about non-union employees here. But if you're put on a temporary layoff, that again, constructive dismissal. You've heard me talk yes. about that earlier. If your employer puts you on a temporary layoff, you can choose to treat that layoff as a termination. Even if the layoff was because, uh, because of COVID-19. And by the way, some employers may call it, well, it's not a layoff. It's an infectious disease emergency leave. Even that is a termination. Even that can treat it as a termination and get severance. So if you're on a layoff, you can accept it and sit back at home and hope, you know, and keep your fingers crossed that your employer calls you back. Obviously, Mm -hmm. that's that's an option. The other option is you can say, I am deciding now. This is my decision, not my employer's, my decision to treat this as a termination and get severance. Obviously, if you're in that situation, maybe you're sitting at home already. You've been off work for a while because of COVID-19. You want to get that severance? Give me a call. We can get to work and make it happen.
1: Let's get Pete call in here. Hi, Pete. Thanks for standing by. What's your question? Uh,
4: my question is about a wrongful dismissal. And uh, um, long make a long story short, um, I was directed by upper management to follow certain uh, directives. And uh, even though the directives were not uh, wrong and upper management knew about it, when uh, uh, things came to light, uh, I was let go because of it uh and i i feel that uh was wrongful dismissal
2: now peter were you offered severance
4: yes i was offered a package yes
2: so an employer generally can let you go with severance pretty much for any reason so even if you've done nothing wrong even in fact you did even if you did exactly what they told you to do they can still let you go as long as they pay severance. So you could be wrongfully dismissed if what they've offered you for severance is not good enough. So let's talk a bit about that. How long have you worked there for, Peter?
3: Uh,
4: Two and a half years.
2: Okay, and what kind of a job generally, and and how old are you?
4: Um, I'm 57 years old and uh, I I am, uh, as far as a plan organizational chart, I'm uh, second level upper management.
2: So you absolutely would be looking at no less than six months of severance, potentially slightly more than that. What did they offer you, Peter?
4: Uh, they offered me uh, four.
2: Okay. Well, then there's you know that's fifty percent, roughly less than what what it needs to be. So, have you accepted it? Have you signed it?
4: No, I have not.
2: So the good news is because you did not sign it you can and you shouldn't and, and you need to get more. It is, in fact, a wrongful dismissal, not because of the reasons uh, why they let you go, because four months is less than what you wrote. There's easily another two months pay there. So the good news is this should, should not be difficult to resolve to get you that extra two months, maybe even three months. So what I want you to do, Peter, uh, I want you to connect with me off air. We'll have a chat and then uh, I can help you get that severance so that you can walk away with everything that you're legally owed.
1: Okay. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate that. Here is that number uh, quickly. I'll give it out a few more times before the end. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's to get a hold of Lior and continue on and get what you are owed. Uh, Bill, you're up next. What's your question, my friend?
4: Uh, I got a question. I'm an a truck driver. I work for a medium-sized trucking company. And all of a sudden, they want us to sign a contract. Huh? So, and I look at it, it's a basic contract for what they expect of you,
2: hourly wage, blah, blah, blah.
4: But what are the, like, what are the legal
2: implications regarding contracts? so bill obviously i have not had the benefit of seeing the document but you know i have a, a bit of these the super strength and then and, and, you know uh, i'm a bit clairvoyant so i can tell you already without even having seen it that that contract is bad news and the reason i'm saying that is a company doesn't just wake up one day and have an employee sign a contract because they like having contracts there's a reason behind it. There's a reason. And the reason is not to make things better for you. Unfortunately, it's to provide better terms, better protections for the company. So just as an example, again, I haven't seen your contract, but I bet you anything. There's a term in this contract that tries to limit your future severance entitlements. And that some, if they let you go, that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. There could be other such terms. So uh, generally, Having a new contract being introduced like that is bad news. That said, let's dot our I's and cross our T's. Why don't you connect with me off air, send me a copy of it. I'll take a look at it and I'll be able to tell you in about 60 seconds uh, whether or not it is something you should be worried about. Don't sign it before we do that, though.
3: No, I haven't signed it yet. I you know, I've been an agent trucker for
4: 30 years. I've never had any, I've like, never had to sign a contract, ever.
2: Right. So don't, don't do this now, certainly now without me seeing it. And listen, if I'm wrong and it's actually just fine, then there's no problem. But I, I have to see it and I can bet you anything, Bill, that it, there's much more to it than just your hours of work and pay. Even if it doesn't seem bad, there's certain things in there that I promise you to be extremely problematic for you.
1: Bill, again, moving forward, that number, use it, make sure, 1-855-821-5900, send a copy along as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Now we'll get back to, can my employer do this? Can they put me on a performance improvement plan? That doesn't sound good.
2: It doesn't sound good, and usually people get upset for obvious reasons, if and when they're put on a performance improvement plan. No one likes that, no one wants that. So ultimately, can you be put on a performance improvement plan? Well, if it's legitimate, if there's performance issues, if there's problems with how you do your job and the company is trying to help you get better and they're, they're putting in place a, a plan and a document to make that happen, yeah, that's legitimate. Where I get concerned is if it's, it's not really legitimate, where there's no good reason, and maybe the company is using this as kind of a, a precursor, as a step before they, they let you go. So here's what happens if you're being put on a performance improvement plan and you don't agree with it. By the way, same thing if you get a neg- negative performance review and you don't, mm-hmm. get, uh, you don't agree with it. Say so. Say so in writing. Send an email uh, or text message if you prefer, outlining exactly what's wrong with that document, what you don't agree with, and outline the facts. So employer, you, you put me on a performance improvement plan and you said that you have these issues. Here are the facts. Here's what you need to know. By doing that, you're gonna make it that much more difficult for the company to use it against you. If you don't say anything, you just accept it and you continue working, it's the same as you saying that you agree with it. And that may make it easier for the company to let you go. So say it, make sure it's in writing. If you do that, you protect yourself.
1: Let's get in one more of these before we fly. And that is, can my employer pay me less than other employees?
2: Well, an employer certainly should not pay you less than other employees (laughs) doing the same job. But ultimately, the question is, is it illegal? In most cases, John, unless there's a discriminatory reason behind it, then, yeah, they can. So they certainly can't say, well, we're going to pay women less than we pay men. Absolutely not. Illegal. A human rights violation. They can't say uh, we're going to pay younger people more more than older people or or, or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Again, human rights violation. But can they say, well, you know what, we, we think that this person has more potential, so we're going to pay them more. Not right, not fair, but not illegal. So keep that in mind. And certainly if you think that you're being underpaid or that someone else is getting paid more when uh, they're doing the same job, talk to your employer about it. Let them know. Have a professional discussion. Many times your employer may be willing to work with you and agree to terms that make sense.
1: That is it for another show. We love having you here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and tomorrow we'll be back as well at 630. In the meantime, reaching out 18558215900, 821 5900 the number to reach Lior and his crew. Email we use, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website keeps coming up because it's a good one. It's free. It's anonymous with the severance pay calculator. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll do it all again tomorrow night at 630 right here as well. More Employment Law Show.